Yo, y'all know what time it is. NCOPD Live, Wednesday night, prime time. We in the building. TPSGL is ready to go. I want all the smoke. Let's do this. Welcome to another edition of NCOPD Live, hosted by yours truly, the one and only Son First Class Hicks, hashtag the professional SGL. Look at that, look at that internet, that Wi-Fi on point. Oh, yeah, I'm, I'm throwing shots tonight. Did y'all think I forgot? All of y'all was talking all of that noise last week about the TPSGL internet, but guess what? Tonight? <laughs> the shoe is on the other foot, but I got my buddy in the building, my co-host with me. What's going on, man? The one and only Oz. What's going on, my brother? How you doing? You know, it's another beautiful day out here. Yeah, man, it's good, man. Hey, so guess what? We got a couple of we got a couple of admin notes. One of the biggest, biggest admin notes I got for tonight, yo. The TPSGL number three, the third granddaughter has made her arrival. I cannot wait to get to Michigan. I will be in the Detroit area, uh, give or take some time in December before the first, uh, before Christmas. So I'm coming to Michigan. Got to see my granddaughter. Amiri Dream has made her arrival, bro. Amiri is here. Man. So, um, I got a chance. I got a chance to FaceTime her uh, before I got on camera, man. And, you know, she was looking up at me, man. I'm telling you, it was just, it was just full of emotions. But I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. So uh, definitely uh, be looking out for some uh, pictures. I'll definitely will post it on my personal page. Next admin announcement that I got. I was going to do this last night. He has no idea. But yesterday was my counterpart's birthday. 21 years young. Uh. Hey, man. I just want to thank you personally on camera, man, and tell you happy birthday, man. And um, Miss Kia beat it to me. Something like that I normally like to do for myself, but Miss Kia be on it. She's on it. But I just want to publicly tell tell you in front of the listeners and the followers, man, I appreciate everything that you do for the page uh, since, you, since you've been on a part of NCOPD Live, man. You have been, you've been rocking it. One of my trusted confidants, man. I really do appreciate you, and I hope you had a great birthday uh, yesterday. So that was from me to you, man. Appreciate you, my brother. Appreciate you. Now, this today, before we bring out tonight's special guest, we have our leader highlight of the month. Now, this NCO, it was it was brought to my attention. A video was sent to me, and y'all know 
how the TPSG loves to call cadence. So this video was sent to me, and I looked at it. I was like, okay. She got, a little, got nice little pipes out there. She out there doing a thing. I said, okay. I said, you know what? That would be great that we highlight this NCO for leader highlight of the month. So, Oz, check this out. We got the one and only. Man, she told me on that. Staff Sergeant Johnson. Is that <laughs> building? What's going on, Sarge? Hi, how y'all doing? Thank you for considering me to be on tonight's live. Great, great. So welcome to the show. So um, uh, first and foremost, I'm going to tell you congratulations. I'll probably say this again, but congratulations for being selected as this month leader highlight of the show. Now, when I asked her, I asked, I told her to give me a call. I said, when she called, I said, hey, do you know who I am? She was like, yes, I know. I was like, great. <laughs> so she is a follower of the page. But my first question I want to ask you before we bring out tonight's guest, uh, just give you a, a quick shout out. So what what was your drive to join the military? Uh, honestly, my original drive to join was, you know, go to school, a typical um, just going through it. But honestly, like just being in the military, just just getting to be able to mentor lead soldiers and especially how I came up, you know, I didn't. You know the norm didn't have so much great leadership so they kind of showed me like what type of leader that i want to be and how like how i want to be treated how i want to be treated and be respected as a soldier so it just gave me that drive to further on so i've been in 10 years and honestly it doesn't even feel like it but it's been of some great years okay over to you oz hey they say if you uh do what you <laughs> love you'll never work a day in your life and it sounds that like is? you are doing what you love so that is true here, here, here's my question. Um, mm -hmm. There's a lot of things that non-commissioned officers are uh, required to do, expected to do, things that are implied for us to do, one of those being cadence. So what was it that made you become, you know, very studious and study this, uh, this craft right here to become so great at cadence? What was it that inspired you to get out there and just really learn to call cadence? So honestly, I wasn't really so great at cadence at first because me, I'm afraid of public speaking. I'm afraid to like put myself out there because I don't want to look, you know, like crazy, awkward or anything else like that. But being the drill, being a drill sergeant, it really pushed me out there to be there because sometimes I'll be like, so I know this cadence if I hear it. But, you know, sometimes like how you think of a song, like sometimes, you know, the song, but you just can't think of the words at the time. So I did study like all the cadence and everything. And the cadence that I saw, that was like one, like my top favorite cadence of all. But I think just cadence is just not okay. Oh, they could sing, they could do this, they could put a little soul into it. But it does shows that confidence. It does put you out there. And it does show you that you are not afraid to take like any task or anything. You're not afraid to put yourself out there. So I think, yeah, it is more than cadence just singing and just being out there in front. Mm. Okay. You used to sing you used to sing when you was growing up in church? Just, just, just a little bit. I used to sing I, just a little I, I bit. Or, you know. She had a little bit. I say, oh, I said this somebody that was brought up in church that was, you know, youth <laughs> choir, you know, young adult choir, mass choir, you know. Yeah, I think that I like that word right there. She has definitely mm -hmm. has presence. Uh, so again, sorry, on behalf of my advisors, uh, the entire NCO PD Live team family, uh, we want to say congratulations to you uh, for being this month's leader highlight of the month. Um, so 
now that now that these COVID restrictions are starting to relax, uh, we will go back to having our uh, cadence challenge. We normally mm-hmm. have it around the spring going into summer. So is it is it safe to say that we can look for a video from you? Uh, yeah, I'll put a video out there. I'll be in Japan by that time, but I, I definitely put a video out there. Oh, they got plenty of soldiers in Japan. Oh, yeah. You're yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah. Hey, listen, if it's ever anything you need from NCOPD Live, you have my hotline number and you also have my direct line. It was okay. nice meeting you. Nice sharing you with the fans tonight. And we hope you have a good evening. Okay. No problem. Thank, well, thanks again. Once again, for considering me for the highlight of the month. All right. Take care. Okay. All right, thank you, y'all too. So yeah, man. So uh, now tonight's guest. Now, now, now he's been on the show before, but not in this capacity. Uh, a very uh, awesome leader. I, I I've gotten to know him outside of uh, his uh, his uh, previous capacity uh, when we got off the camera last time, and even before we got on camera. Uh, Great NCO, great leader. Super excited to have him on. Ladies and gentlemen, the one and only Sergeant Major Osvaldo Martinez. Sergeant Major, how's it going? What's up, guys? How are we doing tonight? We're doing real good. We're doing real good. So, yeah, before we even get started, uh, how's your internet? <laughs> oh, internet in Virginia is good today. Uh, Not so much but, on Saturday. <laughs> yeah, so I'm going to share this with the group. So, uh, yeah, when we did the... Here, uh, here we go. Here we, we go. Hey, I got I gotta let the cat out the bag. Hey, so when we got on and we got on the interview on Saturday, somebody was connected to Starbucks or Wawa or something. <laughs> but whatever it was, the camera wouldn't even turn on. And I and so I'm gonna tell y'all why I'm bringing this up before we get into our icebreaker. I'm gonna tell y'all why I'm bringing this up because the first thing he said to me in the text message was. Hey, make sure your internet or something. Make sure your internet is good. And I was like, "Wow, really?" Like, I was like, "Really?" Yeah. Hey, hey, Masson P. He, oh man, he did me dirty. So I was like, "This son made just clown me about my internet." I was like, "Oh, okay." It, it was it was worse than the Colleen time, bro, because his camera wouldn't even turn on. Uh, I, I had it coming to me. I had it coming to me for making fun of you. Oh yes, yes, of course. I I, I have been deemed at times the king of clapback. So I mean, oh 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 my <laughs> oh, I gotta put that somewhere. I I'm never gonna let you forget that one. Hey, the king man, of clapback. Right. King of clapback, man. But sorry, so before we even get started with uh, introductions and whatever, so of course you've been here before, so you know we have a, a icebreaker here that we like to play with our guests. And it is called the five-second rule. Now, nothing has changed as like last time. No one in the history of NCOPD Live has ever declined to p- uh, play the icebreaker. Now, you can make history, and you can be the first to decline playing the icebreaker. So my first question is, is do you or do you wish not to play? We're playing. Great. <laughs> so here are the rules. I'm going to ask you to name me three or something. Sorry, Major, you have five seconds to name it. My buddy here, Oz, has the timer. The clock will start after I ask you what I need you to name. Are you good to go? Let's do it. Former JAG Corps Regiment Sergeant Major, oh, gosh, here we go. senior non-commissioned officer working up at the Pentagon, 
This is this is gonna be an easy question for you, but it's gonna kind of be relates back maybe to that Jag thing because you all should know these a lot. Don't so be assuming, name, man. Don't, don't assume that. <laughs> you should. Name, I research things. <laughs> name three army regulations. Go. Uh, 2710, 635, 200, and 608-19. Whoa. Almost. 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 <laughs> Nevertheless, Major, hey. Appreciate you playing the game. Appreciate. It. I was gonna say name three uh internet Wi-Fi. You would have started laughing. So it it, it would have been into the time. So it would that wouldn't have counted. Yeah. I might hit you with it before the end of the show. Hint, hint. But anyway, <laughs> Sergeant Major, welcome to the show. On behalf of my advisors and my entire team, thanks for coming out. Uh, at this time, go ahead and introduce yourself and your current uh duty position to those that are watching. Mike is yours, Sergeant Major. Hey, thanks a lot. Hey, so uh, ladies and gentlemen, good, good evening. I'm Sergeant Major Osvaldo Martinez. I'm currently the uh, Sergeant Major for the People First Task Force, which is an extension of uh, the Army G1 office right now. Uh, and prior to that, I was the Regimental Sergeant Major for the Army Jack Corps, uh, and I did that position for four years. Okay. So, um, so we're gonna we're gonna jump. Actually, I'm gonna let Oz start off with it tonight. You okay with that, buddy? Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, so we, hey, hey, so, I, so before we start, though, I, I, I just I want to kind of set this because I'm, I'm, I'm really want to set this right. Okay. So you see that we're in my living room, my formal living room. And before we got on, I, I showed you that my drums are here and all that good stuff. Um, I was going to do this in my garage. But Sarp Purdy hasn't returned my weights yet that he used when he was on your show last time. Oh, so that oh, so that equipment that he had. You didn't tell me he was showing off? <laughs> my son, Purdy, don't tell me oh, wow. you're out there flexing. So, oh, I'm only about that. I, I just figured I had to throw that on there because uh, we've, been, we've been giving him a hard time on Facebook with a post that he just put a couple days ago, so I just figured I'd I just throw that out there. Oh, I thought he was I thought he was out here. Oh, he'd be... <laughs> I thought we. I thought he was out here flexing. I hope I'd be like, what? <laughs> <laughs> oh my! Oh god! Oh man! I'm gonna turn it over to you. You, you, you gotta mess. With, it, you gotta mess with pretty. Nobody can stand with that guy. Have you seen how big he is? Yeah. See how much he lifts? Goodness gracious! But all right, I just have to throw that out just to just to break the ice. All right. <laughs> okay, sorry, Major. So, you know, per our previous conversation, um, we we wanted to come in and set the scene to talk about like people first, like what people first was so that you could kind of, um, you know, provide some information, some insight on it. Um, you want to go ahead and just, you know, set it up how you want it to be to just explain to people like, you know, we hear people first a lot and people have an idea of, of what it pertains to, but could you give us some insight on, um, you know, what it, what is shaping up to be? Sure. Hey, so um, as we talk about people first, I think the first time that we actually in our current leadership heard it as a term was when uh, the chief of staff took his position in August 2019 on the on the field. When he made his, his announcement, his address, he finished off with um, people first because winning matters. Uh, and so that was the first time that we that he used that term people first. Right? And so the army come kind of kind of well, okay, people first, people first. Uh, but the chief was really trying to get at the army as a whole really focusing on people um, as our biggest muscle movement in the army in, in a good way. Um, and then let's fast forward, right? Uh, August 20th, uh, 
April 20th uh, of 2020, the death and disappearance of uh, Specialist Vanessa Guillen on Fort Hood. Mm -hmm. uh, based off of that death and disappearance, um, Secretary of the Army Esper at the time uh, um, opened up the doors to the Army and said, hey, let's do an independent review of Fort Hood to see what's going on as to potentially why this happened. Uh, and in December of that year, the, the Army, um, the, the Fort Hood Independent Review was released. Uh, and the secretary said, okay, the chief said, hey, we, we need to stand on the task force to kind of really address the findings and recommendations of the Fort Hood Independent Review and determine how we're going to implement them, not just in Fort Hood, but across the Army as a whole. Uh, so that's where the task force did it. Uh, but people first, when you think about the concept, it's, it's really what are the steps that we need to take to make sure that soldiers have what they need? Commanders have the resources that need to take care of soldiers. Um, and, and so we, we, we're working through that stuff, um, implementing the Fort Hood findings and recommendations. And I will tell you that if you're on and on, on online today or you're going to read this or do the broadcast later on, um, if you haven't had an opportunity or, or taken the, the, the time to read the Fort Hood Independent Review, I'm going to ask that you Google that because it's open source, download it, read it and study it. Mm -hmm. And the reason I, I say that is that um, it's our army. It, it's our army. Yeah. And we need to take some ownership of, 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 what's, of what's going on. I'm not saying that it's, it's anybody's fault, but if we're going to fix it, like, let's be honest. Mm -hmm. Generals and sergeant majors, what are we going to do is give you more policies, right? More regulation. We're going to resource you different. But the individuals who are really going to make this army better are the non-commissioned officers and the leaders that are listening to this forum today. Mm -hmm. They're the ones who set the climate in an organization. Um, so kind of getting back to your original question, what it was is really implementing uh, the findings and recommendations of the Ford Independent Review. Um, and then at the same time, um, the three the two, the two, three of us all know and the audience knows that the Army is also combating um, some, some, um, um, some behaviors that we're trying to combat, right? We, we've, we've got suicide going on at all time, at the highest right now in the Army. We're combating sexual harassment, sexual assault and racism and extremism. So those are other things that um, we're trying to combat with uh, the People First Task Force. Mm -hmm. uh, so I know I got a question for you. So uh, when 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 Sergeant First Class, when Sergeant Hicks thinks people first, what 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 automatically comes to my mind is that um, myself, Oz, and everybody that wears this uniform, we come from society. We 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 come from society. So regardless of how that regardless of how that may look in the army, and I think that that's where the issue is. We don't take a look deep look into it and try to understand where people come from, and that's where I'm driving this conversation. But we come from society. We we are picked. We are raised our hand. We come from that of society, and we join this great organization called the army. Uh, what would be your message to leaders? I know, I know, like, especially with the uh, the disappearance and death of uh, Specialist Vanessa Guillen, and then with all of the social unrest that was going on with George Floyd and, and so, uh, other things that was going on uh, within our nation coming from the society that we that we in which we still live in and we are part of. What would be your message to leaders to uh, have that open, candid conversation uh, to get to know their soldiers as people first? <clears throat> so when you read the leadership ADP, it talks about developing teams, a way to develop teams is to establish some shared experiences. And sometimes, you know, units that deploy together, 
uh, and we've been there, right? You, you just build a bondship with those folks you deploy with because you have a shared experience. Uh, that's becoming less and less more. So what does a young leader do to, to build those shared experience? Sometimes it's sitting around a table and having those hard conversations. Because mm -hmm. now you've just shared the experience you had with everybody else in that room. And now there's a connection. Mm -hmm. So what first thing I would advise a leader to do is get to know their folks individually and then collectively as a team. Take any opportunity you have to build a team to have those shared experiences, right? Uh, the Army usually gives you a pretty good opportunity, right? Every single morning, 6.30 PT, nobody really wants to be out there, right? Mm -hmm. but, but we deal with that and we do that together, mm -hmm. right? We get difficult tasks, we do those things together. Uh, but I think that in today's society, um, with the individuals like you mentioned, uh, we're coming from all different backgrounds mm -hmm. and, we're, and we're bringing all different things into the Army with us. And what I'm coming to find out, soldiers just want to be heard. Mm. They just want to be heard and they want to, they want a leader to say, I got you. I got you and I understand you and I'm going to support you. Um, we, we, we're doing one thing we'll talk of just a little bit, but a, a soldier shared with us, like, I will walk to the ends of the earth for the army if I know my leaders have got my back. Mm. Get to know your soldiers. <clears throat> Mm -hmm. Have those hard conversations. I will tell you that the army now, we find ourselves in a position that we never have. You know, it's taken some, some, some challenging, some difficult times to make us do things that we're doing today that we've never done before. We're having conversations that we would have never dared to have in the past. Mm -hmm. And yeah. that's some good stuff. Mm -hmm. The army is listening. So what are we going to do, ladies and gentlemen, with the attention that we have from our army senior leaders. Mm -hmm. And so uh, that's why I love with the, with the opportunity that I have right now that we, I feel that I, I'm, I'm, I'm in a position to kind of put, somebody just posted, uh, hey, we need support. Hit me up. Because I want to support you. What is it that you need? Um, but as a leader right now, we just got to spend time to get to know our people. I sat around a table with a three-star general, a two-star general, three one-star generals, four colonels, a warrant officer, and we talked and we had some conversations. There were some tears shed in that room that day. Mm -hmm. Wow. Right? Mm -hmm. uh, about our experiences in life. And I'll tell you that group of folks left that room stronger than we had ever been before. And we had already worked together for three years. Mm -hmm. So get to know your people and take that opportunity to build that team. Mm -hmm. Over to you, Austin. I, I want to capitalize on something that you said, Sir Major. You said uh, this resonated with me. You said the Army's listening. And I, I believe, like, right now, more than ever, like, there's physical, tangible, transparent truth. Well, proof, not truth, but proof that that is a factual statement with the things that are transpiring the, the height and weight, uh, the height and weight uh, reform and the ABCP. I mean, not the ABCP, but the ACFT. Um, review all of these things are going on and you know is it's a result of what you just said like the army's listening so could you expand upon that like i i really i believe that to be a factual statement that the army is listening like we have tangible proof that this is happening like you have the sma on his twitter account responding to people um you know and so on and so forth like there's multiple touch points where 
the army has made a platform to bridge the gap between the let's not use social media to like, hey, this is where our people are and we need to connect to them, you know, in any way possible that we can. So would you mind expanding upon that? Sure. I mean, <clears throat> so the, the army system. So so let's say, for example, the grooming policy that, that went into effect last year mm-hmm. uh, or the early this year. Right. Um, if you were to talk to the SMA and I think he even put it out like he wasn't necessarily supportive of all of it. Mm-hmm. But he said the panel knew more than I did. And we had the experts in there. And if those folks told me that we needed to allow women to have ponytails for a number of different reasons, uh, the benefit of the earrings and so on and so forth, it's just one example that army senior leaders are truly listening. And even though sometimes they may not agree with it, if it's the best for the organization, they're willing to put their thoughts to the side and move forward for what's best for the organization, mm-hmm. right? Uh, we have almost direct access to our army senior leaders today. And I will tell you, they're listening. Mm-hmm. Uh, you mentioned the SMA. His team monitors everything to make sure that the SMA is hearing from you. And he quickly acts on things uh, that he has control of. I was sitting at Fort Carson and uh, TDY for a cohesion assessment team. And uh, his PAO NCO and said, hey, Sergeant Major, here you're at Fort Carson. There's something going on on Twitter right now. Can you address it for the SMA? I mean, so our, our ability to, to react and take care of soldiers is fast. And the Army wants to continue to do that. So uh, the grooming standards is one. You mentioned that, you know, as we're looking at the height weight standards, uh, we've talked it for years. Yes. And now we and now we have the appetite to look at it and, and take a, a step back and say, maybe we've had it wrong for a little bit. And let's look at it. So those are just some examples, but there's there's so many more that we're looking at. Sharp redesign, something mm-hmm. that we're working on. People have said for years, you know, when, when it first came out in 2012 and 2013, we thought at that time, like, that was it. It was good. Mm-hmm. Years fo- Fast forward years later, we're starting to realize that, hey, maybe it's not working the way we thought. Right. We need to relook at it and be transparent in that process. Um, we talk about a little bit more transparency. We'll talk about the sharp fusion directorates that we just released uh, through the People First Task Force. The mm-hmm. goal in that is to get uh, victims slash survivors the support that they need in a transparent process. In the past, victims have said that they didn't know where their cases stood at because CID was on one part of the installation. JAG was another part of the installation. Their SVC was somewhere else. Uh, so to kind of make it all transparent, we're putting everything together in one location. Uh, to make sure that the, the victims and survivors feel confident in the system in the process that we put together. Uh, you kind of hit on it a little bit earlier uh, um, and um, with in relates to the Fort Hood Independent Review Report that came out. Uh, so what is it? what does it say to uh, leaders out there? And this is kind of like a two-part question. What does it say to leaders out there when they see you and your team on their installation and after you all get done talking to those leaders, what would be the message uh, that you would like to say to leaders in order to make uh, installations better that may be having uh, some of those issues uh, dealing with suicide or, or missing soldiers? So what is it? What does that mean when they see you on their installation? And then once you all uh, talk to those leaders and those soldiers on there, what would be your message to those those leaders and soldiers that are back at that installation in order to 
make that installation better. Because the, the, yeah, the so, task force can't be there all the time, right? Right, right, right. And we're small, you know, like less than 40 people. Right? <laughs> so, mm -hmm. so it's extremely small and, and the Army's big. Hey, so I would tell you, so we visit installations. We do these things called cohesion assessment teams. And we launch them out as about 14 soldiers uh, that go out to a brigade somewhere in the Army. And what we're looking at in that brigade is what's keeping that brigade from being a cohesive team. Uh, <clears throat> when we arrive, uh, command teams tend to be a little, maybe not always welcoming. You know, we, we a lot of commanders in the last year or so have been relieved um, for different things. And so, you know, when the Department of the Army kind of comes into your installation, you, you would naturally kind of be like, what's going to come out of this? Mm -hmm. uh, but when we go in, it's not to go in and report um, the negative stuff that's going on. It's to kind of allow yourself to see through a different lens. You may have blind spots, and so we're kind of there to help you see blind spots that you may not see. Not there to relieve you, to get you in trouble, is to allow you to see yourself through a different lens. And so uh, we go in, and sometimes they're kind of apprehensive at first, but by the time we finish within 10 days, that's usually how long we're there, um, we, we conduct a number of outbreaks with the command teams and with the soldiers. They're more receptive and, and extremely grateful for the opportunity that you know somebody saw them. Um, as we go in there, we're usually not seeing that there's horrible command teams. In fact, we haven't seen. There, there's been teams uh, that have some challenges, and soldiers will, you know, usually the, what comes out of those assessments is that soldiers are looking for predictability. You know, they don't know what time I'm going home. <laughs> mm -hmm. a, a pacing item comes in. Ah, oh, forget about it. We're here until tomorrow morning <laughs> to get this pacing uh, pacing item put on. And you guys smile because you uh, smile because you know how that goes, right? Yeah. Um, and so soldiers are asking for predictability and commanders sometimes don't, they kind of lose focus on that. And so our visits kind of allow them to kind of see that. And so uh, as we leave, the soldiers and the commanders tend to, to be receptive to what we're putting out. And uh, we go back and we have backwards within about 60 days to kind of see what they've done since we've left um, to make the organization better. So a little apprehensive up front, but extremely grateful in the back end. Mm. And I want to I want to piggyback off of what you said and then ask a question, Sergeant Major. Um, we just had the pleasure of having uh, General Works in our footprint for a while. He was a uh, he was a second brigade commander before he became a general. And one of the things that he talked about was he said that we had to look at um, data is not good or bad. It's just data. You know, what's the facts? And he talked about averages, how averages uh, distort the truth, because you know, it's, it's an average. So you don't really have factual information. It's, it's an average. Um, and with that being said, I want to go back to uh, the bluff we talked about that you said for the uh, people first. You said the, uh, the bluff was, you know, what's keeping leaders from doing their jobs and how do we take care of people at Echelon? Um, do you mind going into that? Um, yeah, no, no, we, we can't. Um, so, so let's let's take a step back, <clears throat> okay. just a little bit as I answer, attempt to answer that one. And and I'm not trying to escape from anything. Okay. I, I just I just want to want to make sure that I, I put this back. So, for many years we've been focused on readiness, mm -hmm. right? And we've all lived it, right? You, you come back from a deployment, you take a block leave, uh, you recover your equipment as it comes through railhead, uh, and then we're getting ready to go to NTC in 60 days. And it's all about preparing for, for NTC, right? Or, or JRTC, all the sticks, things, all the ranges that all go along with that. Uh, and then you get ready to, to leave again. 
uh, and then you turn around. So we've been living this, this cycle of just readiness, 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 readiness. And we forgot one significant, important piece of that. That was our people. Because we started focusing on what it took to get ready when it came to equipment. Uh, Excel spreadsheet. <laughs> How many of these little bots can we make green? Uh, so somehow in this process, we separated people from readiness and we look at them as two different things. Mm. So um, we have to, one, as we as we go through this process, is, is teaching leaders that we have to think about them together. We were at a cohesion assessment team and one of the XOs said, hey, when are we going to get done with this people stuff so we can start focus on readiness again? And I was taken back. I was like, <laughs> what do you mean it's the same thing? Then I started thinking about it, like we can't fault him because we kind of we kind of set that up. Mm-hmm. You know, we don't measure people. We don't we don't we don't measure commands to on a QTB. What do we measure in QTBs? <laughs> Equipment readiness, PHAs, <laughs> but, but we don't measure people because uh, we've never forced commands teams to think about it that way. So it's one we have to force commanders to kind of think readiness and people are, are all the same. Um, and uh, soldiers need to, uh, Operation Victory Wellness, good news story. Uh, and we can talk about that just a little bit, um, mm-hmm. but it's, uh, we gotta teach commanders and, and leaders to kind of think about it just the same, you know, they're, they're one, one piece. Um, but it's, uh, it can be challenging because a young sergeant, young staff sergeant, um, let, let's be honest, we have a lot of sergeants filling staff sergeant authorizations right now, right? Mm-hmm. And a lot of these sergeants are very young and they're determined to do the right thing. Mm-hmm. We haven't equipped them and they haven't had the repetitions to get good. But then when something happens, they do something wrong. What do we do? We're ready to punish them. And we say, you should have known better. Well, should they? You know, they're, they're fine above their weight class mm-hmm. and they're trying hard. And so uh, in part of this process for, for us and the People First Task Force is like, how do we train those folks? How do we um, provide the tools that they need to be successful in doing their jobs? Um, uh, and one of the cohesion assessment teams that we went to, a staff sergeant made a comment and his comment, it was in reference suicide. He said, hey, I, I have a GED. I drove trucks before I came into the army. I'm an infantryman now. I did everything that the army taught me to do and my soldier still committed suicide. When I when I read that comment on the survey, I felt bad for that staff sergeant. Like, why did he feel that that was his fault? Mm-hmm. That soldier should have never felt that it was their fault, right? And so it's 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 now teaching soldiers that hey, you can as 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 a leader, you may not not know all the answers, and that's okay. We owe you the answer and how to get soldiers the right answers. Mm-hmm. So through our prevention line of effort, it, it's, it's how do we ensure that Sergeant Martinez can get Specialist Hicks the answer and the help he needs. Mm-hmm. And so that's one of the things that we're doing is put, put, uh, potentially uh, building prevention centers at installations that all those resources that soldiers need are all in one building. Mm-hmm. And you go to the front desk and there's somebody that can listen to what you got and shoot you to where you need to go to. So 
Uh, well, I was gonna I was gonna ask a question, but I I saw some pop up. Uh, uh, I did see a question pop up. I want to uh, give way. It was two actually. Uh, go to go to uh, Gregory Archibald first. Gotcha. Um, uh, and then we'll go to I think it was a guy Tony. Uh, SR Major, do you think? Uh, do you think a good way to measure effective leadership is to ask soldiers, would you follow Sergeant Hicks if they did not have the rank they have? How many soldiers would say yes to this question? Do you think that's a good way to measure? Uh, so, so it is. So I would tell you, so when we do this cohesion assessment team, it's, and, uh, and thanks for the question, right? So th that's a good question. I think uh, a few weeks ago you mentioned like, Leadership doesn't matter about the rank that you have in your chest. Mm -hmm. Yes. Or something to that effect, right? Because mm -hmm. uh, this is a good example of that, right? Just because I'm the sergeant, <laughs> would you follow me if you came down to it? Um, but on the cohesion assessment teams that we do, we have questions very similar to this that we ask soldiers. Mm -hmm. And soldiers take this survey on a QR code, and it's just, just like the question that he's posted right here. Do you trust your leadership? Would you trust your leader if you had to follow them? Um, mm -hmm. to help kind of get us an assessment as to what's going on in the unit. So we do follow, we use questions very, very similar to this in, in, uh, as we do our cohesion assessment team. So it's a great question. So before we go to the other questions, so I have, <laughs> I have one question for you that I would like to ask. Uh, so uh, I know that the People First Task Force falls up under the G1, um, but but I understand that uh, this is uh, the SMA and the Chief of Staff's uh, baby. So my question to you is, is, is how... How um, and this is not to put the SMA on blast, and I'm pretty sure uh, plug. Uh, please tell the SMA that we are waiting to get him here. Uh, please tell sure. the SMA we're waiting to get him here. And uh, but how how actively involved is he uh, with speaking to the task force? And how often do you all uh, talk to him? Uh, either while you're at the Pentagon or after you all come back off. Uh, from an installation, from an assessment? How actively involved and how often do you all communicate with the SMA and the uh, Chief of Staff? So <clears throat> I am either directly or indirectly through, either directly with him, obviously, or through his EXO or through his highly qualified EXO, Mr. Masker, in touch with the SMA every single day in reference to what the People First Task Force is doing or things he is giving the People First Task Force to do. Uh, and the same thing, not so much with the chief, because he's kind of given this 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 opportunity on, or this authority to to the vice to the vice, mm -hmm. uh, and that that is almost daily. There's an email coming out of my office, or a phone call from me to the SMA, or something coming from from uh, his, his office or him to us daily mm -hmm. uh, on the People First Task Force. Um, and then he also has me doing a monthly meeting uh, with all his. Uh, well, no, I won't say all the nominal star majors. For all the division course, ASCCs, uh, Compo 1 and Compo 2 star majors monthly uh, that he has called his nominative star major solution summit. Uh, and in that process, he wants to hear from those star majors out there as to what they're doing to combat uh, the, the harmful behaviors that we're trying to get through in the People First Task Force. Uh, so the SMA, he is passionate about getting this right. He is passionate about driving the numbers down when it comes to suicide, sexual harassment, and sexual assault. Uh, this is this is by far. Um, he's got a lot of priorities, as you can imagine. He's the SMA, uh, but what the, the task force is doing for the army, uh, mm -hmm. by far, is something that he he's passionate about and is on his high high on his list of priorities. Yeah. Okay. 
Oz, I'll turn it over to you. I know it was a question up there. Um, I feel that I feel that when leaders say people first, it becomes interpreted by others as I can break the rules because I'm human. When does I, yes? When does it become the individual's responsibility? Uh, how would you coach, train, and develop a culture of trust, diligence, and responsibility from your professional opinion? Is that for Oz or for me? You're the guest. That's a long question. <laughs> that's that's going to be good. Um, so you, you bring up uh, the first portion of that, you know, um, how people first gets translated uh, or interpreted by others. Um, people first, um, it all depends on where you're at, right? If you're a commander, you think people first is one thing. Uh, mm -hmm. If you're the most junior uh, member of the organization, you think people first is just a little bit different, right? Mm -hmm. I, I would tell you, uh, Oz, as a master sergeant, you, you view things very different today than you did as a specialist, right? Because mm -hmm. you've added more things to your responsibilities and, see, and you see things uh, different. Um, but um, you, you bring a good point, right? Because everything that we see now, because I see it all the time on Twitter, right? Something mm -hmm. happens, oh, hashtag people first, really? <laughs> mm -hmm. Uh, and, and people start coining it in a, in a negative way. And, and so we got to get away with that. Um, but soldiers still need to be held responsible. I think, Oz, you made a, a, a broadcast yesterday. Uh, and you started with, you know, you may not like this, but this is the deal. Mm -hmm. uh, and I listened to it. I, I was on when you, when you were um, doing it. And, and it, was, it, was, it was good, right? Um, because we got to be real cautious as we say people first, right? It's not a, a it's not a get out of jail free card. Like, oh, I messed up, but people first, you know, you got to forgive me. People still need to be held responsible for the actions that they do. Mm -hmm. All right. Yeah. We, we are the army for a reason, right? We have standards, we have discipline. And when you violate that, sometimes you may be saying, I don't want you're not part of the team anymore. You don't want to be part of the team anymore. Mm -hmm. uh, so folks still need to be held accountable for, for the things that they do. And it shouldn't be like that. And so we got to be real cautious of that because sometimes commanders become very sensitive to that. Like, hey, if I take a, you know, if I hold somebody responsible for something, um, we, uh, they're going to use people first against us. They're going to send us on a, on a hashtag to the SMA on Twitter. And now we're going to mm -hmm. answer to, to the SMA commanders to handle situations yeah. as they deemed appropriate. They have the authority to do that. So uh, we just, we got to be cautious. We have to watch one another too. Mm-hmm. We, we have to hold each other accountable uh, in, in this process as well. And yeah. so, you know, that's, that's one way. What are you going to say? I, I, I know. Go ahead, Oz. I need two minutes. Okay, because I got. I'm, I definitely, I, want, you to, I I, definitely I, want you to talk something out. I, I need two minutes. So I, I think this goes back to leaders, though. Leaders understanding the difference in between accountability and responsibility. Now, when when you look at this and the other part of it is leaders understanding influence and dang on control. Mm -hmm. Now, when we look at accountability, like I said, it's about the past. And when we look at responsibility, it's about the present. If you fail to be responsible in the moment, you will be held accountable. And then for those leaders like you are responsible to a soldier, not for a soldier. As a leader, it's your job to give them the training that they need. The, the love and care that they need, right. uh, the resources that they need to be successful. But at the end of the day, that is your individual responsibility. You you can't sit back here and say, you know, all oh, people that that's not it. That's that's not a thing. Like like I talked I talked about us taking care of our organization, which is the army. Yes, we need to take care of the people, 
so that the organization can be around in the future to take care of the future soldiers that are coming along. And you can't just fall back on people first and be like, oh, it's people first. No, that does not alleviate accountability. That's mm-hmm. insane. Yeah. Oz, I want you to I want you to highlight yesterday because one thing, and it kind of goes back to uh 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 well, how do you hold people responsible? Oz made a a, a great analogy yesterday. You talked about the mistake of the mind mm. and the mistake of the heart. Just just enlighten us a little bit on it, and then Sergeant Major, I want to get your thoughts off of this as well. So, so, um, and you know what? Somebody told me something. I forgot who it was, uh, but they told me something today that I wanted to add to it. And uh, they were talking about one of their leaders and they said, uh, you know, there's a difference in, in a mistake and a bad decision. Mm-hmm. So like, like I was talking about with uh, the mistake of the mind and the mistake of the heart, the mistake of the mind is I knew better and I just chose to do the wrong thing. The mistake of the heart goes back to what Sergeant Major was just talking about. Uh, individuals have not been equipped you know, maybe because they don't have the experience or maybe the resources aren't available right now to get them the experience that they need to have. So uh, Sermage Accounts was the one that brought this up. And what he said was that we can absolutely not tolerate a mistake of the mind because you knew better and you chose to do wrong. That's a lack of discipline and the mistake of the heart. We can deal with that. We can get you the training that you need. But when I heard that concept today of like there's a difference in a mistake and a bad decision, mistakes we can deal with bad decisions. We can't you you chose that. You literally decided to do what was wrong. That was a bad decision, regardless of, you know, how we flip it. So in the future, I'm going to tie those together. Mm-hmm. Sean Major, your thoughts? No, it's uh, – I got a kick out of yesterday's, mm-hmm. right? It, 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 it was it, on it, yesterday. It, 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 spoke, it spoke to me, right? Um, and, it, and somebody who from the legal world who has always dealt with sometimes – the mistakes of many soldiers' minds that, that put their, their actions across my desk that I'm processing for commanders. I, I kind of always think about that. Like, like, what went through their mind when it came to this particular situation? Um, and we had to be cautious that, you know, as a new soldier, when a new soldier comes in, we, we acknowledge that they may not have really bought into the organization just yet. And sometimes they're going to make some, some mistakes in growing up, right? We, we got to develop that because the last portion of the soldier's question was like, how do you put trust in, 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 in the organizations? You know, sometimes we got to say, okay, there's going to be some mistakes. You're going to fall. We're going to pick you back up. We're going to tell you how you did it wrong. But now we're going to expect you to not make that same mistake again. Mm. Uh, and, and when soldiers know that, hey, like if I make a mistake and it's an honest thing, my leaders are going to pick me up. They're going to retrain me in the, on the subject. And then we're just going to move on. You've built trust. Like I have, Private Martinez made his fair share of mistakes. I signed my fair share of 4856. Mm -hmm. I I signed my fair share of counseling. Uh, But I knew that my my supervisor, my leader, never held that thing over my head once. Mm -hmm. And I only made the mistake once. Now, I may have made like 20 or 30 mistakes, but they only happened one time, yeah. right? I was 17 years old and he taught me. All right, Martinez, you don't do that again. Rogers are. And, and I trusted that man until he passed away earlier this year. Wow. Mm-hmm. When people say, who's your mentor? He was my mentor. Because after him, nobody compared. And I trusted that, that, that individual to the day he passed. So we talk about building trust is letting folks know that if there's a mistake like just an honest mistake or you mess something up and you're honest about it because we can't violate it, it, folks who don't have integrity either, right? Right. Uh, 
But if you can build that up and that soldier knows that they can count on you, you've built a good, strong team. Mm-hmm. You build a good, strong team. You have, uh, you, you have been entrusted with uh, one of the chief of staffs and SMA's top priorities uh, because it's, it's up there with readiness, but like it's, it is that key element of readiness. Even when you go through SRP, uh, like you say, we're just checking the block, make sure this is green. Uh, but I want to deep dive a little bit. And I want to share something with the uh, with the uh, people that are watching is you on my show a while back. And Oz, if I'm lying, you can you can quote me right here. And uh, while we were on the in the back in the uh, green room laughing and joking, he says, hey, sorry, Hicks, you know, uh, I did this purpose in here. Do you see what's behind me? And I was like, yeah, well, I, I saw the, I saw the, uh, I saw the, uh, the snare drum over there and uh, I didn't see the other drums to my left, your right. It could be, I don't know how these cameras are, but he said, Hey, you see my drum set. And I was like, Oh, wow. He's like, I remember when you and I spoke originally for the first time that I remembered you played drums and I played drums too. And I didn't know he played drums, but the fact, that he's not in my he's not in my NCO support channel. We met we met through um, somebody else that recommended that you would have been great for that panel. We reached out to you. you said yes. I've never met you in person, right? Never never met him in person. But the fact that he remembered that I played drums, I think it's those things that when it comes to getting to know who your people who your people are because I've been in some units that some leaders didn't even get to ask those type of questions that you ask like that. And there's this one, there's this one, uh, one of my new uh, counterparts, he's active duty captain as well in the, um, in this reserve battalion I'm in. Uh, since he's, since he's been here, uh, he's asked me twice to assure how many children I have. So I, I know he's not going to forget because he took the time to ask me, Hey, how many children you have? And then he heard about me talking about my new granddaughter. Hey, how many grand, how many grandkids do you have? You know, I'm sorry, I got three. I got all three girls. And I'm like, oh my God. You know, and, and but do throughout the day, we're having those candid conversations in the office while we're working. And I, I already know about, you know, uh his wife and his daughters. And I know uh he likes to fish and he has a camper. And you know, that is what I feel is bridging that gap from leaders getting to know who their soldiers are. So given this is now your baby, because it's the Sarmate SMA's baby and the chief of staff baby, I want to ask, like, what is your dedication uh, to the people that are out there that are watching? What can you assure them as the face of this task force uh, that you're ensuring them that you're looking forward to do in order to make uh, some of these organizations or try to help some of these organizations, these installations come better? Hey, so, and, and thank and thanks for that. And, and thanks for the pressure. Like, I'm, I'm the face of the task force. Now, <laughs> heart rate went up just a little bit, checking my blood pressure when we get off of here. Uh, but I, I, I love it. Um, if there's anything that I'm good at is that I love people, straight up. I, I love people. Um, and my dedication is, is to every 1.1 million soldiers uh, in uniform today. Mm-hmm. And so, uh, and I, and I sincerely mean that. So, the way I, I want to say this to you is that 
if there's something in your organization that's that that or not in the organization or a question that you have that maybe we don't have right in the army, hit me up directly. I I am committed to answering my emails, having the team look at at, at things. Um, this this afternoon, I spent two hours with my NCOs uh, with different things that we're doing for the army. I, I can't release them yet because the A Army senior leaders haven't haven't approved these things. Uh, but I'm committed to you. Uh, you guys can put my email address out there, osvaldo.martinez24. That mail, whatever we're doing today, what mail, that army, that mail. <laughs> yeah. Osvaldo. Serious. I lost some stuff. Uh, osvaldo.martinez24. I, I, I'm committed to answering your emails. Uh, my PAO NCO, First Class Pride, uh, is, was going to log on tonight. Uh, she, 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 I didn't task her for anything, but certain prior you're not tasked. If anybody puts any courses on there, uh, things they want us to look at, uh, please pull those down and bring them back into the office tomorrow. Uh, I'm 100% um, dedicated to, to looking at things that soldiers are concerned about. Um, there are a lot of things. The army is so big that sometimes we don't even know what's out there. Uh, programs that, that got, uh, there you go, uh, that we have out there or things that may be wrong. And so, so give us a call. And sometimes this is not necessarily something that's that it, it's wrong, right? I, I found myself connecting organizations with the correct person in the army staff, and just by simply putting them together, they were able to fix an issue. And those are easy, and I can do those things all day. Uh, but if it's something that makes your life better in the army, it allows you to build a stronger team. Send it to me, uh, and we'll look at it. And I promise you, you will get. Don't be surprised if your phone rings with the 703 number. It's my desk number. I'm calling you to, 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 uh, to talk to you through it or, or, or an email from, from me. Uh, but the team uh, and I will look at that. Um, our, and, and I will, I will share, share this with you guys. 1.1 million soldiers includes Compo 2 and Compo 3. Yes. You, right. you, you said to me in our interview, uh, and, this, and this is just something I'm just, and maybe, maybe if you want to elaborate on it, um, I asked, uh, Sergeant Major, like, hey, uh, I'm in I'm in a reserve unit. I I deal with TPU soldiers and AGRs. Uh, I deal with AGRs on a daily basis. I see the TPUs once a month. This is probably information. Well, other than the ones in in my unit now that know who I am, that may watch it. But hey, you know how 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 are you guys reaching uh, those TPU soldiers? And so I asked him. I said, hey, would you be willing to come on? on camera and you know talk to my unit he did me one better he said hey let's look at the ba schedule uh send in the ba schedule and hey if i can come out to beaumont texas i'll come out to your unit and talk to the unit uh for ba so uh how accessible and i know you all can't go everywhere uh but just to say hey how accessible are you all uh to be able to go out some of these installations if a unit requests you all to come out and just have a conversation with that with their unit Send us your BA schedule. <laughs> and, and so we, we, since battle assemblies happen on weekends, we may swing by and, and make a visit to you guys on the back end of a trip somewhere else mm -hmm. and, and spend that, that Saturday afternoon with you. Uh, but we want to make ourselves accessible. One, uh, Compo 2 and 3 have got to know that they're part of what we're thinking about every single day. Uh, and if that means that if I visit an active duty installation and talk to soldiers, I need to make myself and, and the team available to speak to Compo 2 and 3 as well mm -hmm. um, in the time that they have. And so I am accessible, the team's accessible, and we'll work uh, to see your soldiers. Uh, and, and I will tell you this. So um, one of the things that we have done for the reserve component, I, I briefly and quickly spoke about our fusion, fusion 
centers, and that's just a, a new thing we're doing for sexual harassment, sexual assault. We, we're piloting one with the 99th Readiness Division, a reserve mm-hmm. component unit, reserve. And, and we're doing, yep, and, and we're doing theirs virtual because reserve component, you know better than anybody else that your unit may be in Beaumont, Texas, but you have people in Louisiana, mm-hmm. Arkansas, Texas, maybe even your commander comes from California, right? The commander comes so, from Utah. And my unit and so is how, in Beaumont, yes. Right. And, and so how do we help a unit that's spread out? So um, for the, the, the diffusion director center, reserve component is, is on our mind. In fact, we have a reserve component liaison uh, and then a National Guard liaison on the team as well. Because we wanted to make sure that we were taking Compo 2 and Compo 3 into consideration. Uh, there's some folks, JAG folks who are online right now, reserve component, AGRs, who know I have paid them visits on weekends. Mm-hmm. I've got on, on airplanes after working all Friday, all week long. Uh, uh, went down to Tampa to do a, a 5K walk with one soldier uh, and then spend the rest of the weekend uh, with another uh, group doing their battle assemblies. It's, it's about getting out and seeing soldiers and soldiers 100% knowing that we care about them. Uh, and that the army, not necessarily me, but that the army as a whole cares about where they're at and the challenges. Because I would tell you, I don't think I could be a Compo 2 and Compo 3 soldier. Mm-hmm. The challenges to serve and the way you make it happen is inspirational. Mm-hmm. Like Martinez can barely handle one job. <laughs> but when you handle a private life, your family, and then, oh, by the way, if you're a leader in Compo 2 and Compo 3, you're still engaged every single day in your reserve component capacity and not being compensated for that. Just to make sure that when battle assembly happens, it's successful. Right. Right. And that's inspirational. So we got to make sure that we're sharing the love of Compo 2 and Compo 3. Wow. Oz, you got anything else? Absolutely. You told me don't let you forget this. And Sergeant Major, you said you want to talk about it. You wanted to talk about breaking loyalty. Mm. Yes. You know, I, I know I know this is a uh, a big one for you. And I'm going I'm to set the stage. But when... When does loyalty needs to be broken so that the unit can benefit from that? And is it really loyalty if, you know, it's something that's wrong that's going on and an individual is remaining loyal to uh, the the problem? And thanks for the reminder. Um, I wrote it down and it's, it's on another. Let me, let me show you what I got going on here. <laughs> <laughs> Ready for every way this is going to go, uh, but that's good. So I, let me let me start with answering with this. When we when we swear our oath, who are we swearing to? The Constitution of the the, the, the Constitution, yeah, the Constitution of the United States of America. Mm-hmm. Let's let's always remember that. And, and so, and this is getting to 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 answer your question, Hans, is when we have a battle buddy who's going through something. We have to be willing to break the loyalty to that battle buddy to report it to our chain of command. And so, and the reason I say that is that uh, every time we have a, a death by suicide of the army, leaders come back and we, we look at it like, what did we miss? What did we not see? And they, and they talk to friends and they talk to family. And there's usually a connection with a friend that's in the chain of command and the soldier who died by suicide that said, yeah, he was acting a little off. He, he did make comments about this or that, uh, but I, I just thought that he would 
be okay. And, and I didn't want to report him or her because I didn't want to get them in trouble or I didn't want the chain of command to look at them bad. Break that loyalty if it means saving a life. Hmm. Break the loyalty if it means saving a life. Because remember, your loyalty is to the Constitution of the United States. And it's something that we, and we build great relationships with folks. Uh, but Hicks, if you come to me with some stuff, I'm calling your commander in Utah and we're gonna get you the support that you need. Because that's more important to me that your life than our friendship is. Because you'll get over it after a while. If, yeah, eventually, yeah. You're gonna get over it. It may take some time, but you're gonna get over it. But at least you're gonna have the time to be mad at me for a little bit, but you'll get over it. And so we have to make sure that our loyalties to the organization, the people, I mean the organization, as we take care of people. Mm. Man, uh I, I will say this. So uh I'm this weekend is BA uh at my unit. So uh I I, meant, I did mention this to the XO today, and I'm I'm gonna uh, back brief the uh battalion commander uh at CSM on it this weekend and i'm gonna get that uh get that schedule to you and if we could get you out here sometime while you all are in texas on your way back that would be awesome uh so um uh this is the top of the hour uh so sergeant major we're gonna allow you to have an opportunity for closing words uh any shout outs or any leadership nuggets that you want to give to those that are watching sir the mic is yours hey, hey so thanks for, for for having having me on this uh it, it's fun Thanks for what you guys do. I mean, you don't 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 see the impact. Um, and your comment about like leadership doesn't matter on rank, it doesn't, right? Because uh, you spoke some some stuff into me yesterday, uh, mm-hmm. Oz, um, that even as a sergeant major with twenty eight years in the army, that I was like, holy smokes, that's that's some good stuff. Uh, so thanks for what you guys do. Um, at the end of the day, what are we doing to take care of each other each and every day? And what are we doing to make the organization better? All right. And so as we get up every single morning and we put our feet on the ground and we take that first breath, like, all right, what are we doing to make our people that we get the privilege of working with every day better? And how are we making the army better? Um, I, 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 I'm going to drop this last thing on you uh, and then I'm going to turn it back to you. And I'm going to say that don't credit me for this. I read it on a slide and it changed my life, all right? Mm-hmm. Uh, and it went something to the effect that um, the reward for working hard is the privilege to work harder. Mm. Mm. The reward for working hard, the reward for what we get is the privilege to work harder. Man, when I read that, I was like, I can't complain no more. (laughs) (laughs) It is a privilege. Like they've trusted you with more. Mm -hmm. Let's do something with that. Wow. Oz, over to you. I I got a, hey, Sergeant Major, thank you. Thank you. Thank you for coming out and sharing with us. Um, And I got I to gotta quote my guy, you know, uh, John C. Maxwell. And one of the things he talks about is he says that, uh, you know, relationships determine the morale of an organization. People determine the potential of an organization. The azimuth determines the direction of the organization. And the leader determines the amount of success that an organization 
We'll see. And the reason that I bring that up, I think it's fitting with the people first, sorry, major on here is that I think with people first, I think we have to look at that whole entire concept because it's absolutely true. Like if you have people who have lots of bad relationships in an organization, the morale is going to be crap. If you have people who are not willing to be a cohesive team, the potential is going to be crap. If the organization don't doesn't know, you know, based off of army doctrine and planning, what direction they're moving in, the organization is going to be crap. And then if you got a leader who can't sit there and sit back and look at all of those things and put those pieces together, then the success of the organization is going to be really low. So with that being said, I'm going to throw my plug and I'm going to throw it to you, my brother. You are important to me. Don't let anybody make you feel as if you're insignificant. Life is a choice. I'm depending on you to choose well. Oz here, signing out. Uh, my final closing remarks and comments, uh, I'll echo something I heard um, just uh, since since I've been at Fort Lee. Uh, I forget who said it, um, but they were talking about what type of leader are you? Are you a, are you a thermostat or are you a thermometer? And I asked that to a young lieutenant today. And I said, I said, hey, are you a thermometer or you're a thermostat? A thermometer can come in and just take the temperature of a unit, but a thermostat can come in and it can adjust the, the temperature or the climate of that lead of that of that unit. I choose to be a thermostat. And I told him, and this wasn't in a boastful or bragful way, but I told him when I go into a unit, something has to change. Something has to change. And I take ownership as a leader. Um, that I won't let anybody knowingly that I know that all around me commit suicide on my watch. I take ownership of that. And I think that's where we as leaders have to go back. And that is how we can help the people first task force. We don't have to wait for someone to come to our units or do this. We are leaders. And, and, and Oz talks about this a lot, uh, appointed authority. You don't need appointed authority to be a leader. You don't need rank to be a leader. It's already in you. The youngest, lowest private is a leader. Guess what? If we all can be a safety when we go on a range, why can't we all be a leader in an organization when we see something wrong? So everybody has the potential to be a thermostat. Everybody has the potential or the choice to be a thermometer question is is which one will you choose to be will you be a thermostat and be able to adjust the climate in and out of watch this your organization take ownership i was talking to um uh my uh my xo my major on the way home and i was telling him like hey sir i'm not gonna nobody's gonna badmouth my unit not while i'm in it and then if you are a leader in that unit and you're badmouthing your unit what are you doing to fix it because that only tells me that you are a thermometer. You can take the pulse of it, but you have no way to change it. Be a thermostat instead of being a thermometer. That is my that is my leadership tidbit. Sergeant Major, on behalf of my advisors and my, my entire team, uh, I appreciate you coming on tonight. Uh, we look to coming back. So uh, open invitation. Uh, whenever some new things come up, I know you said you all were working on some things behind the scene. You you, let, you didn't let the cat out the bag. 
So when when no, I got you. I got you. So whenever uh whenever those things come out and you're able to share them with us, please uh reach out to me. Let me know. Uh hey, this is what we got going on, and I guarantee you uh we can find you a date on the show. One last thing for you, Sergeant Major. Uh please, please let us know. And you can tell him at just you can show him this video tomorrow at one SMA, Sergeant Major Grinston, Michael One Type. I would love to have you on the show, SMA. I've reached out countless times. We've had you scheduled one time, and it had to get pushed. But SMA, Grinston, I would love, I would be ecstatic to have you on NCO PD Live. Would you please pass that message to him? I will carry the water for you, sir. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, that's been <laughs> That's been another great episode of NCO PD Live. Hey, listen. Oh, so I, I'm I'm looking down at my phone today. I'm getting pictures in uh, from uh, from my uh, my grandbaby Amiri. Then I also I got to shout out my uh, my battle buddy, uh, Coach K. So listen, man. It's a side of y'all y'all don't know about TPS yet. If you if you hit me right, you might get a tear out of me. Now, like my grandbabies, my kids, uh, my grandparents, my parents. Yeah, but Coach Kate is something yesterday. Everybody that followed this show knows how much my grandparents me meant to me. They raised me since I was a kid. And Coach K made took a picture off of my page, and it's a picture of my grandfather. And she had it made into a medallion and put it on a necklace. And that was my birthday gift to me. And she told me, she I, I remember one day she asked me, she's like, hey, what's your... What's your mailing address? Now, normally, if it's somebody that just follows the page, I'm going to ask you why. Like, hey, what you, you know, my Agent Orange or, or what was that stuff people was opening up? And it was because everybody may not like everything that we do on NCOPD Live. But so I just, I just, and I just gave it to her because I trust her. I gave it to her. And she said, hey, Battle, you're going to get something in the mail. And when I opened it up and I saw it yesterday, if I tell y'all the tears begin to flow because this meant so much to me. And that to me is people first too, because she didn't have to do that. But uh, our friendship, our our working relationship, uh, and our personal relationship, and how we are on this on this team, even Oz, Coach K, and and um, KP, Kiwana Phillips, like that's people first coming together, knowing uh, each other's vulnerable spots. So I definitely had to shout out uh, Coach K for the uh, for the nice medallion. So. I really do appreciate it. And y'all know the motto. If you see something wrong and you fail to do something about it, then you have just created the new standard. And at the end of the day, their issue is never with you, but their issue is with the standard. This has been yours truly. Song First Class 6, hashtag the professional SEL, along with my sidekick, the one and only Richard Green, a.k.a. Oz is in the building. And our special guest, Sar Major Osvaldo Martinez. Until next week, y'all, we'll be seeing y'all soon. Hey, where's the thing at? Oh, have a good night. <laughs> On behalf of my advisors, the NCOPD Live team, we would like to thank tonight's special guests and for all of you that have tuned in to tonight's show. Until next week, we'll be seeing you soon. Have a great evening. Good night.